Welcome to the And She Did podcast with Annette Copeland. You're going to hear some amazing stories from some incredible women who are making a difference by discovering their unique power and using it for good. My goal is to help empower you to dream bigger and go after that life that you desire. So if you feel like there's something missing or something that you're supposed to do, listen close. But I'm here with my friend, Pam. Do you go by Pam or Pamela usually? Usually Pam. Pam. Oh, that's what I thought. I know a lot of people use their full name on Facebook, but they use yeah. the name that their friends call them is something different. Um, Pam and I have worked together and we've done some really cool things for like personal development and breaking through blocks and things like that. So I thought she would be a great person to pull into the Inspire video series that I've been doing. And I just really wanted to um, get you in. And we were just chit-chatting a moment ago about what kinds of things we can talk about and maybe getting ready for the holidays is a good topic. So um, tell us a little bit about how you got into the field you're in and a little bit about what you do so that we kind of understand what you are up to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Super excited to be here. And, you know, honestly, like my story started in about 2005, 2006. Well, actually, it started sooner than that. I had a lot of health issues really all my life, including growing up. Um, and it was just kind of one of those things that I, you know, my life was very limited in a lot of ways because of all these different things that I would deal with. And so once I got into my early 20s, it really started to impact me. And, and that I carried that into my 30s. And around the age of 30, I just kind of had pretty much a total collapse, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. And I, I had terrible, terrible insomnia. And I would like, you know, be up all night and then couldn't function at all during the day. And so this went on for months. And finally, I was literally like sitting in my living room one day. And I like, you know, I hear this loud voice and I'm like, there's no one here. And it totally freaked me out. And so I, you know, I started messaging people. I was like, I don't know what's going on. And my aunt says, go to the doctor. You haven't slept. And so I went to the doctors. I actually drove three hours. Um, thank God that I had like some just amazing extended family. They're like, come stay with us, go to the doctors. So I get there and they're like, you're just so sleep deprived. And then they, you know, give me all these vitamins and stuff. And within like two, three days, I'm sleeping again and feeling like a human being. So, you know, that was a big turning point for me. And also a huge wake up call, like, wow, you have got to start taking care of yourself. And so that really began like a 10 year journey for me. And one of the things I ended up doing not too long after that was I actually went to massage school and I had always been interested in healthcare. And that really got me into the field of energy healing. And so since then, I've just kind of been obsessed with the idea of, you know, how do we balance and take care of ourselves in this world that is so demanding? And so, you know, it's, it's a struggle for all of us, even when we know that we need to do things better. Right. So, yeah. And sometimes we are well aware and we still can't manage to squeeze it in because we, we don't prioritize self-care in this crazy world, especially women, because we're always worried about taking care of other people, taking care of other things. You're worried about making sure everything is working well for everyone else. 
And you'll be the first person to say, maybe you should take some rest, but you don't, you don't give yourself that same, um, whatever the word is I'm looking for. You can tell I've been going all day. So my brain isn't connecting well. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, we really don't give ourselves that, that grace. I mean, I feel like it's almost like grace that we have to like allow ourselves to take right. that time and space for ourselves, even though we think it's perfectly acceptable for someone else to do it. Right. And I was a single mom for many years. And so, you know, trying to balance everything and do the work that I needed to do for self-care was not easy, but I literally just knew that it was like essential. I just had no choice. And so I think when we get to that point, when we realize, Hey, you know, it's not like this is negotiable, really. We can't really give to people. We can't really do the things that we need to do and want to do if we're not taking care of ourselves. Right. That whole, you can't pour from an empty cup thing. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, unfortunately, a lot of the women that I know that are in um, healing type of careers got there because they had a massive health failure at some point in their life. And I think around the age of 30 is where a lot of people start to fall apart because they've, you know, they've gotten out of high school, which for some people, depending on how, how you took in high school, you could be already stressed to the point of having adrenal issues. And then you could also suffer from things from college, uh, over committing and not being able to take care of yourself. And then, you know, a lot of women have small children by the time they're 30, They've done all of these things to get where they're going. And then they really hit a hard stop at about the age of 30. And their body says, okay, yeah. no more. You have to stop and take care of yourself. And it's it's a shame that that happens to people. And I've seen a lot of people have health situations that by the time they're 30 is something they've accumulated or like acquired something that's going to stick with them for the rest of their life, uh, especially like autoimmune disease and things like that. So in the field of self-care, one of those things is, you know, being able to turn loose of uh, like limiting beliefs and things that are stuck in basically in your, in your mind, in your body, and you have to be able to get them out. And that's kind of where you specialize. You help people, First of all, find those things because they might not even know they're there. Exactly. Um, identify them and then find a way to let go of them so that they're no longer hurting your health and your mental state and maybe even keeping you from going after some of the things that you desire to achieve. So tell us, like, give me some examples of how that looks for someone maybe who's been struggling. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of tools and resources that we can use. I actually have a couple that I use fairly frequently with people. I do use heart math techniques. I don't know if you're familiar with them at all, but you know, some of that is just breathing and regulating your heart rhythm. And then I also use what's called EFT, which is also known as tapping or emotional freedom technique. And it's a very powerful technique. I'm also an intuitive healer, so I can incorporate those skills with the EFT and it's sort of like magic. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, and not to get like too, you know, nerdy about it, but 
it's kind of that whole concept of, of science and physics where, you know, you've got that energetic play going on and there's, and there's synergy between yourself and the person that you're working with. And so it's this place where just transformation takes place and it can happen very, very quickly. Yes. And it's kind of funny because, you know, a lot of people think of things like long distance. Um, I don't want to call it long distance techniques, I guess, is the word I was looking for. Some people think those are kind of hokey and that it's really not possible to have that kind of a, a healing conversation with someone from a distance. But we've done, we had an amazing session. I was super impressed with how it worked. And honestly, just like in any kind of coaching or anything, honestly, that's what you're really doing is you're coaching the person through the process, but you're really allowing them to have their own, exactly. moment, right? Absolutely. You're really not doing the work. You're just helping them along the process of doing what they need to do for themselves. That's exactly right. And I try to tell people one of the simplest ways that you can understand it is to think of acupuncture and the way that it helps energy to move the, through your body the way that it should. And so it's very similar to that in that sense. But what it also does is it also helps you to kind of tap into the intuition that's in your body because your body has stored your memories. It's stored your thoughts, your stories, your feelings. And so it can tap into things that you just simply can't with your left brain, which is where most of us live the majority of the time. Right. Well, and you've got all of these um, walls built up to keep things from entering, you know, so things are going on in your subconscious that your brain is protecting you from. So it's decided that this moment in time or this memory was harmful to you. So it just stores it away, but it's still there. And it's still there. Exactly. And sometimes what happens is, I mean, you know, as you know, we kind of have two modes when we get into any kind of trauma or, or crisis situation and it's fight or flight. And so what happens a lot of times when we're in either one of those places is that those memories can then be stored in our bodies and we have to be able to remove those energetically to be able to actually move on from that trauma. Right. So like I've had people say um, every year on a certain day, they notice that they're in a bad mood or they notice that they don't feel well or they, you know, like they call in to, into work sick on the same day or the same week every year. And a lot of times I'll ask them, you know, did something happen about this time at some point in your life? Did you lose a loved one? Did you get a divorce? Did you have a traumatic situation that might have happened because and I did a whole video on like cellular memory just like muscle memory when you're learning how to pitch a softball or a baseball or shoot a basket the reason you do it over and over and over again is to train your muscles so that they do the same thing every single time and your cells also have memory so if you smell something or hear something or for whatever reason, the, the temperature outside or the breeze or some location can bring something flooding back to you that maybe you didn't even realize was still there. And those are the kinds of things that we can release if we 
know they're there, but the only way you know they're there is if you dig them up, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, it's very interesting because people are, you know, hesitant because they, you know, we have sort of this concept of like, you go to psychotherapy and it's painful and, you know, all these sorts of things. And what is amazing to me about energy work is that you don't have that sort of tension when you're going through the process that you actually are, you know, helping your body to feel better as you go through the process. And so it isn't a thing that, you know, is fearful or traumatic. It's something that's relieving. And I've yet to have a session where someone didn't say, oh my God, I just, that, I could just feel that leave. I could just, you know, and it's, it's not a scary thing. Like people think of sometimes, you know, therapy being like, how right. do explain things to someone or talk about things you don't want to talk about. It's really the exact opposite, which is what's kind of amazing about it. Right. Well, and you don't even necessarily have to like get to the bottom of something. Like you just yeah. have to, to kind of talk your way through it. And you don't have to tell anybody anything that you don't want to tell them. You can, you just have to let it go. And the only way to do that is for you to, to, and what you're doing is you're recognizing the feeling, right? Yes. Not necessarily the event itself. You're just recognizing that you have a feeling about something. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, certainly there are many times when you just start with one little piece of the puzzle like that. Sometimes, you know, people have been through things that are so difficult and maybe they don't know what it is, you know, even in its entirety. And then you can literally just say, even though there are things I don't want to talk about, you know, you can start there and you'd be amazed what will unfold. Yeah, that's so cool. So um, let's see, what are some of the things that that people notice like what brings people to this type of therapy like what do people are, are they're stuck they're like what is it that they're suffering from or i don't know the, i don't really want to call it suffering but how do well, people you know it is i mean you know in a, in a lot of cases it is not always sometimes they've tried different therapies and nothing else has worked you know and so they're just exploring other options and sometimes they have some previous experience maybe they've been to an acupuncturist you know, maybe they've even sometimes people can even have experiences when they get things like massage, you know, or re reflexology. I've had um, amazing, you know, work done through reflexology. So there are, there are other techniques that might tap people into the idea that, oh, there is something else, you know, maybe there's more here to explore. And I think it's also, you know, it's becoming a little bit more common. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of it, too. Yeah. Well, and I've looked up, I mean, there's lots of books on the topic. I mean, they're actually teaching like college level classes on EFT and NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming and different things like that to help. I mean, it's all part of the quantum physics realm, basically, I, which used to be considered spooky and hokey years ago. But people are learning that um, there are there is some truth to the whole abundance thing, you know, like right. what you think about is what happens, what you, what do they call it? What you manifest. Yes. What you manifest. think about is what you persist will exist and different things that people say on a regular basis, like the movie, the secret, you know, there, there is some scientific information that backs up that kind of thing. And I'm super excited that that happens. Yeah. And, you know, it's amazing. 
EFT has actually been around. It's been around since the seventies, but it just hasn't been mainstreamed. It hasn't been taught. Right. And so people didn't really realize it was out there, but just within the last couple of years, the VA has actually approved it for use with veterans because it's so effective with treating PTSD. And That's great. yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, for someone who's been through that kind of severe trauma for their treatment time to be reduced from six months to, you know, six one hour sessions is just crazy. I mean, you know, it's kind of mind blowing that that's what the research shows that that's how much it affects how quickly they can heal. And so that to me is kind of what's, you know, really interesting is how we're now not only seeing that, you know, just the, tangible everyday effects when we use it, but also we're seeing the research being done and the science showing that, you know, this is how it works. That's great. And then like, I mean, when you're talking about the VA approving something, they don't just willy nilly approve things. Right. So, I mean, they've seen some, at least some anecdotal research that shows that things are working or they wouldn't approve something like that. So that is super cool that I did not know that. So that's pretty awesome. Um, so what's the farthest away person that you've ever, um, had a session with? The farthest away. Wow. Um, you know, across the country, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I work with people across the country and, and that's, what's kind of amazing is that we live in this time where we can do this right here. And, and this is really all it requires is that you're present because we don't even have to be in the same room. Right. Yeah. Right. Which works out great for a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> they don't like to go. But I, the thing I like about it is it's it's not traumatic. You're not reliving an old experience. You're not going through you know hours and hours and hours of you're not being hypnotized. There's nothing like that going on. It's just you know kind of relaxing and focusing on the way you feel around certain things, and then you kind of talk your way through what's going on. And it's, I think it's really cool. And I think that it can be very beneficial for a lot of people. And I mean, you mentioned PTSD and PTSD is something that's commonly known for people that are in the military, but there are a lot of other people that suffer from symptoms of PTSD from different things. So there, there's car accidents, there's surgeries, there's traumatic births, like women who have had births that were very difficult. There, there are so many reasons why people could suffer from PTSD. As a matter of fact, my daughter told me the other day that she has PTSD around her father mm. passing away because the way she found out that her father had passed away was from a phone call. So now if someone calls her or does something weird, like if, if it doesn't seem like their norm for her, she instantly calls me and says, are you okay? Because she's got this whole fear locked in around the fact that somebody's going to call her and tell her something horrible has happened. And, you know, there things like that, that's considered PTSD. And it happens to people for many, many, many reasons. Right. Yeah, exactly. And actually, my son was in a car accident a couple of years ago. And I was blessed, you know, to have some of these skills because I mean, for the first couple of months, he didn't even want to get in a car, let alone drive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult. So yeah, there's so many things. And I have the same issue. My daughter was in a car accident when she turned 18. And a total stranger called me to tell me that there was an accident. And thank God she wasn't injured. 
But, you know, it's still to this day, sometimes when I get a phone call, it takes me back to that moment, even though I know that that's not possible that it's happened again, but it's still it's just that instant when the phone rings, I'm, I stop and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, and it's also interesting that things can happen that we don't necessarily, we wouldn't even consider them to be traumatic. You know, like if someone said something to us or brought a story up and, and, you know, we may not even remember. So oh, that sorry. super cool. I touched something. I did not. Oops. There we go. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> And so that's what's kind of amazing is that we can unlock some of those things that we may not even consciously be aware of, but that were traumatic at some point. Yeah. Well, and that's the beauty of the EFT therapy is, like I said, you don't have to relive it. You don't even have to know exactly what it is. Right. You just have to know that there's something. Right. And you can work your way through it. And, and be willing and open. You know, I mean, that's really that's really all you have to do is just be willing and open and, and want that change, you know, right. and sometimes it's interesting because there's a technique that we even use because sometimes people say, for instance, they have a terminal disease. They've had it for so long that they've actually learned they're attached to that disease in some senses. Mm -hmm. And, and so they have some, they have some breaking up to do. It's like breaking up in a relationship, you know, and that's not always an easy thing because you've learned to live in a certain way because of it. And so there's even a specific way to address that to help yourself, you know, release that disease, even though you're not consciously aware of the fact that you're actually holding on to it. Right. Well, and I mean, that brings up a good topic, because a lot of people that have things like fibromyalgia or an autoimmune disease, you know, they may have had symptoms for years and years. And they may have even been told by their doctor that there wasn't anything wrong with them more than one time before they finally got a diagnosis. So when they finally get a diagnosis, even if, and I've learned this, even if they get the wrong diagnosis, they're happy to have it because it makes all of that stuff that's been going on make sense. So, I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of diagnosis you get, you hold on to it. So, and I always used to say people wear it like a badge, you know, they're like, oh, I have diabetes, but you know, in most cases, diabetes can be reversed in almost all cases, unless it's your body has completely quit making insulin. So holding on to that diagnosis doesn't serve you. Yeah, right. And, and and not only that, but sometimes, you know, I think people, they don't, it's not that they're holding on to it, you know, because they feel it's even serving them. It's just, they've gotten so used to it. Right. You know, And having some kind of like some answers better than no answer sort of thing. Right. And it's like a sense of security almost like, well, at least I know that this is what it is. And I, I know what to do about that. And, right. And letting go could be even scarier because then, you know, well, if, I, if it's not that, then what is it or what else would I do? Yes. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people. And, you know, I mean, there are so many things that can go on with a person's body. And I mean, we're just beginning to understand how things that happen mentally can affect you physically. Right. And I mean, that was never even considered 100 years ago you had a bad childhood, there's no way that could affect your adulthood, but it absolutely can. Absolutely. 100%. And I mean, you know, as much as anything, I think that's what science has really finally started to learn is that emotions are largely the root cause of almost all diseases. And so, you know, when we really start to get our heads around that, 
then we can, you know, really start to see major changes taking place in healthcare and really helping people to, you know, move beyond just this one form of healthcare that we've had for so long. Right. And treat the whole person, not just the symptoms, which right down my alley. I love that part. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. So how long have you been working in this field? Well, I started, I went to massage school back in 2006, and that really began my journey into energy healing. And I just kind of, you know, over the, over the years, I kind of picked up different tools along the way. And so it's, it's kind of been a process, I would say. I, I mean, it's hard to categorize that. I started out with Reiki and I, that was, gosh, like seven or eight years ago that I kind of started digging into Reiki. And so that was my first kind of segue. And from there, it was just, you know, what else is there, which right. led to EFT. So, and then you said that you had your own health challenges, which is what kind of put you down this road. And yeah, exactly. I'd say a lot uh, of people experience that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of it was emotional for me. And there were many, you know, I mean, as time has gone on, a lot of the work that I've done has come up around things that. I really didn't have a lot of awareness around for a very long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you just shove things down so deep that you don't even, you're not aware that there's even an issue. And then, you know, until something happens and you end up sick. Yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. And interestingly enough, like in my case, um, a lot of, a lot of the emotional part of my healing came when I realized that, I had some like, you know, deep issues around my adoption, which was never like growing up. It just was normal. That was my life. And I didn't think about it. And even as an adult, I didn't really think about it. It wasn't until I really started to kind of go through this process that it unearthed itself. And so that's what was kind of incredible to me was just to think, you know, all that time, I didn't even think twice about it. But at the root, there was a lot going on. That's so true. And so, you know, I mean, it's, and that's true for a lot of people when, you know, you've been through different events in your life that maybe you weren't even consciously aware of at the time, you know, things happen when you're a small child, right? you know, you wouldn't have a memory of whatever the case may be. And then those can just, you know, stay with you and cause, wreak havoc sometimes really. Right. Well, and with children, the way children remember things isn't always exactly the way they happened as well. And, you know, unfortunately, there's no way to like mentally, you know, like on your own, figure that out. So, you know, sometimes you just have to let it go because you don't necessarily know what really happened because you can you can only remember something that makes sense to you. So if something happened that you witnessed that maybe you didn't understand at the time, that's why they say a lot of times with children, if their parents have an argument, the children assume the argument is about them because that's the only thing that makes sense at the time because they don't understand the world. They don't understand that there's a lot of other factors that could interfere with that situation, but sometimes they take it personally, especially if somebody says, go to your room and be quiet. <laughs> but right. We're having a conversation. You automatically assume that it's about you when a lot of times it's not. Yeah. Right. When they're probably trying to protect you, they just don't. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We just well, remember things differently. 
Yeah, that's right. And and that's the other thing is that we build stories. I mean, that's kind of what we do as humans. You know, we build stories in our mind about things mm-hmm. and those stories aren't always true. Right. Yeah, for sure. I know you could have two people that lived in the same house, had the same parents and all of the same life experiences and come out of it and they can have two completely different emotional feelings about that situation. Absolutely. It's just amazing to me how two people that lived in the same household could have two completely different stories about how they grew up, but it's absolutely true. It happens. Yeah, absolutely. No question. I'm curious if anyone has any questions about self-care or even, you know, about how some of these techniques work or, you know, time frame. how long does it take for some of these things to work? Yeah. That was one of the things I was going to ask was if somebody decided to, you know, like say they don't even really think or know that anything's wrong. They just would like to go through a process. How, what's your typical process that you do? Yeah. So normally I do a one hour session. That's the shortest session I would do with anyone. And I don't like to do less than three sessions with someone simply because it usually takes about three sessions to really get to the bottom of something, especially if it's a bigger issue or, you know, I mean, if it's a disease or something like that, it's going to be quite a few more sessions than that. But for something that's just kind of an ongoing that you're kind of like, I'm tired of dealing with this and I haven't figured out the answer yet. You know, well, then for something like that, I always recommend at least three sessions. I can just three hours and we can knock a lot out in three hours. Yeah, that's true. Because we did a one hour session. What was it about two months ago? Wasn't it something like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool. I actually really enjoyed it. And I had done some tapping on my own prior to that. But it was the first time I had ever done like a guided one. I had done some like on YouTube and, you know, just basic generalized ones. But I was amazed at how much more beneficial it was to have someone work with you one-on-one that could actually respond to the things that you were experiencing and kind of guide you through the experience to make sure that you're going in the right direction and not getting stuck on something. And I think that's probably what people that do it by themselves probably get stuck. That's probably the biggest problem that they have. There are limits. I mean, certainly when you're working by yourself, there are certain things that you're not going to know how to transition through. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're working with something, you know, I would ne- I would never recommend that someone try to heal themselves from something very traumatic um, because you really do need some assistance through that. You're just not going to be able to navigate it the way you need to. And you don't want to re-traumatize. I mean, you don't want to actually add to the trauma. Right. So. Yeah, that's super cool. And you do have, there's actually a term that we use in EFT that's called borrowing benefits. And what that means is that when you're tapping with another person, it's more powerful. You're just getting kind of like double the effect. That's super cool. And, you know, you have that support as well. Somebody's doing it with you so that you feel, you don't feel like you're alone, which sometimes can be super important depending on what you're going through. Like some people like to close themselves off when they don't feel like being around other people. But, you know, sometimes having another person involved is actually better because you're, you know, you're being guided. I like to say being guided through the process. I don't know if that's the proper term, but it's you are. Yeah. I mean, in a sense you are, um, it's kind of like, you know, if you were to go into say your doctor, you know, and, and they're giving you advice about a certain something, you know, 
in a way, it's almost like I'm giving you advice as you go through this process, but your body's doing a lot of the work, you know, I mean, you're, you're bringing a lot of this out energetically. I'm just there to kind of say, well, here's what we need to do here. And here's what we need to do here. And that can also help bring some things out. Sometimes people, you know, when they are hesitant to talk about things, that's okay too. Sometimes I will actually be able to help kind of facilitate that. And also other times, you know, they just won't be able to talk at all and, and that's okay too. So it can kind of be a mix and there's no real right or wrong. I mean, that's kind of the great thing about it is that, you know, however it unfolds for that person is the way it needs to unfold for them. Right. And, you know, lifting that weight that you're carrying around like a big old sack of potatoes is an amazing feeling to just dump that extra weight that you're carrying around. And I think sometimes people don't even realize that they're carrying around extra emotional baggage until they let go of some of it. And then, and then they're like, whoo. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's been kind of amazing. I actually was talking with someone the other day who has been through some pretty, you know, severe traumas and losses and, you know, came to the end of the session and just said, oh my gosh, that was something that I've been carrying for, you know, 20, 25 years and it's just gone, you know, like, and that was literally an hour, just an hour of time. Yeah. That's yeah. so awesome. I actually had a, um, was talking to a coach not too long ago. And at the end of our like one hour call, I, I actually said, you know what? I think I just took the deepest breath I've taken in six months. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that I had not been breathing properly. And, you know, breathing is something we all take for granted and you do it to stay alive. But how often do we actually take a nice <sighs> deep cleansing breath? It doesn't happen very often. But when you do and you do it for the right reasons, then you actually feel better. And I mean, first of all, you're getting oxygen into your system, into your body and into your brain which helps you heal and it helps you get energy to your cells, but just breathing alone, it can be therapy all by itself. Right. No question. And you and I were talking about this, you know, a little bit before we got on and just around the holidays, it can be so stressful, you know, especially if you're a woman and you've got, you know, company coming or you're preparing dinner, you know, you've got a million and one things going on and the kids are running around the house and, you know, your son didn't do his homework and, you know, it's just like, a million things going on all at the same time and stopping to take that breath, you know, just stopping to take that breath can make such a big difference. And what I like to do is simple, like five seconds in, hold it five seconds, five seconds out, do that three or four times. And you're going to feel like a different person. Yes, absolutely. I think that's great advice. And I'm glad you brought us back around to that. Cause I kind of already forgot that we were going to talk about that. So for people that are, busy during the holidays. That's a great practice. And you're not the first person I've heard say that. As a matter of fact, I heard Jarek Robbins say that in Louisville, Kentucky a month ago, he was talking about you breathe in and he said four seconds, but five seconds, you know, same basic thing, but you take in a, a breath for five seconds, you hold it for five seconds and then you let it out for five seconds. And then you do it again for, you know, two or three or five minutes, whatever it takes for you to feel like you've passed through the stress. And um, then you can do it. It's just like when they used to say when people had children, before you lost your temper, you should count like 
backwards from 10 or whatever. It's kind of the same thing. You're taking a short break and allowing yourself to reconnect with who you really are. And it might keep you from saying something to someone that you actually like to hold in. (laughs) Also easy to do when you're driving and the traffic is crazy or you're going through the store and, you know, people are like running over each other with their carts. (laughs) Right. Right. Especially with Black Friday coming. Yes. And, um, you know, just remember that nobody's perfect. And, you know, the only person that you can be is the best version of yourself. And if you need some help figuring out how to be the best version of yourself, then maybe some EFT would be beneficial or something else. Um, So if someone was interested in learning about your process, you said you have a website, but they can also find you on Facebook. And I did tag her in the comments of this video. So you can click on her name in the comment section. Um, actually, the the brief description, actually. Um, but and tell yeah, tell people, you know, what what to expect if they should message you, like what what should they expect? Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to PM me or you know, shoot me a message. Um, via email, you can go to my website, I've got some forms there, or you can literally just go to my calendar and book a time. So there's you got a few different options, and they're all equally viable. So awesome. Well, I have really enjoyed talking to you about this. And hopefully some people will get some awesome inspiration out of this video. Is there anything that um, what like is there something that you learned in the last five or six years while you've been doing this that you think is like like mind blowing? Like, what's the one thing that you would tell people if if you had something to tell people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny because I was I was talking about this to another group the other day, and I think what it came down to for me was you know when in another 15, 20 years, you know when. I've got grandkids or whatever the case may be. And I'm looking back at these last 10, 15, 20 years, you know, am I going to be grateful that I took the time to take care of myself so that I could nurture the people around me so that I could be present. And, and I think that's maybe, you know, at the holidays, that can be one of the biggest struggles is to simply even just be present, you know, give ourselves that gift of if nothing else, just be present right now in the moment and enjoy it and appreciate it and not judge it, you know, kind of let things unfold and allow them to just be what they are. And I think for me, that is probably number one, the biggest gift that we can give ourselves. Absolutely. Yes. Like you said, in the beginning of this video, give yourself some grace And around the holidays, we need to give others a little bit of grace as well, because not only might you be stressed, but others might be stressed as well. So if we give ourselves a little bit of grace and others a little bit of grace, then things should be smoother for most people. Um, But yeah, so self-care is super important. There's tons of ways to do it. Um, If you'd like to learn more about what Pam does, just click on her link and send her some information. And... um, I'm so glad we did this. It was, I even learned a few things that I didn't know. So hopefully that will be helpful to someone else. Wonderful. And um, I appreciate you so much. This was fabulous. Thank you so much. Do this again sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
Thank you so much for listening. If you got value from this, please make sure and hit subscribe. Leave me an amazing review and share this with your friends.